Transformation inspires passion for our higher purpose. This is Pastor Mike Kramer of New Life Church, your home of positive faith, bringing you power for living. Come to the cross and find forgiveness. Get into His Word and you'll find strength for your soul. Tap into the love that God has given and you'll find power for Powerful Living is a positive faith ministry. We believe that a positive attitude in life is an expression of the positive faith which embraces a powerful truth that with God all things are possible. Pastor Mike Kramer is a founder of Powerful Living, senior pastor at New Life Church, and the author of the inspirational book, Power Moments. Tap into the love that God has given And you'll find power for living My friend, today I want to speak on the subject, Transformation by Christ Inspires Passion for Our Higher Purpose. You know, we saw a couple of weeks ago that salvation in Christ ignites passion for our higher purpose, and now we see that transformation by Christ inspires passion for our higher purpose. You know, the scripture says in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, sort of been our key text. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, my friend, in order to know the will of God, it begins by knowing Christ as Lord and Savior then searching the scriptures and studying the word. And, you know, Jesus said in John 5, 39, he said, you search the scriptures for in those you think you have eternal life. And those are the very things that testify of me or testify of Christ. And so all of the Bible points to Christ. And it's important that we recognize our need to trust Christ as Lord and Savior, and then to follow him or to walk in his will. And that's what Romans chapter 12, verses one and two is all about. He says, I beseech you. That's that's an appeal. It's an urge. It's based upon God's mercy, based upon the mercies of God. He says, present your body a living sacrifice. The idea is we present our entire being, our mind, our emotions, our will. You know, we're created in the image of God, which obviously means we have a mind to think, emotions to feel, a will to choose. We have the capacity to have fellowship with God. And so when the Lord says to present your body, the idea there is present your entire being to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, a living sacrifice. And again, you know, I like to say Christ did not die a sacrificial death so that we could live a self-absorbed life. We're a living sacrifice. We should uh, present ourselves in a way, he says, holy, distinct. That's just the idea of being set apart. He says it's your reasonable service. In other words, a reasonable response to trusting Christ as Lord and Savior is to follow him and to serve him and to help humanity. Again, I think of the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
Love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, vertical passion for God should be uh, revealed in our horizontal compassion for humanity. Recently, I preached the funeral for just a tremendous saint of God, 94 years old. She had taught Sunday school for years and years and years. And I, I was asked to do the funeral sort of pinched hit for a, a church that they're in between pastors. And so there was a need there. And the funeral director called and asked. And I was more than happy to accommodate and met some wonderful folks, tremendous families and and so forth. But, you know, as I listened to this lady's story, just the story of a, a woman dedicated to the Lord, grew up, uh, was born in 1929. That's the same year my parents were born. Of course, both of my parents have gone home to be with the Lord, but obviously that was the year of the Great Depression, and so uh, or the stock market crash that ushered in the Great Depression. So, you know, this lady, she grew up during hardship and hard times and really had demonstrated her faith, exercised her faith, lived her faith, and sort of never forgot her roots uh, she would go, and along with teaching Sunday school, they shared how she would volunteer at the homeless shelter and just always had a, an open heart and an open hand to those in need. And what's interesting is uh, I'm pretty sure I probably had her as a Sunday school teacher a time or two because I grew up near Plymouth, Indiana, out in the country, had a first cousin that grew up in Osceola, Indiana, lived in town right there on Superior Street. And so from time to time, I'd spend a week during the summer up uh, with my aunt and uncle and their family and us cousins. We'd ride our bicycles all over Osceola and go down to the old snow peak and get snow cones and all that kind of stuff. Dairy Queen, if you will. And uh, But on Sundays, we would go to a church. And I'm pretty sure it's the church where this dear saint of God taught Sunday school. So it's kind of interesting. I probably had her as a Sunday school teacher. And, of course, then there would be times when my cousin would spend a week or two with me out in the country and our family. And so sort of uh, city boy and country boy, we sort of exchanged our heritage from time to time. But just meeting this uh, family and the opportunity to preach the funeral for this tremendous saint of God just reminded me of, you know, she was a living sacrifice just right here in Romans 12 and gave her life in service to others and her husband had had a stroke a number of years ago and she gave herself just in total dedication to him until the lord called her husband home it it was just a a real story of the american spirit the christian spirit people that experienced the american dream Uh, this this lady was just a tremendous woman of faith and it was an honor to get to know these folks and my friend That's what God wants for all of us, to be the kind of people that, yes, we place our faith in Christ, but then we live it out. That's why the scripture says to present your body a living sacrifice. In other words, give of ourselves to help humanity and to make this world just a little better place than where we found it or how we found it. You know, I like to say, leave the woodpile a little higher than you found it. In other words, give of ourselves to make those around us a little bit uh, better, if you will, by us giving of ourselves to make their conditions, we should say, a little bit better. It's your reasonable service. It's how we ought to respond. He says, don't be conformed to this world. The world says, hey, hooray for you, the heck with everybody else. 
But that's not what the scripture would teach. Put others first. So we don't get conformed to the world. We don't let the world, the idea is, don't let the world pour you into its mold. You know, one summer in between semesters, I worked at the old Sibley's Foundry. It's no not there anymore, but I worked on the iron pouring crew and uh, met some wonderful people there. I had a great summer. I really enjoyed it. It was hard work. It was hot work, but uh, the pay was good and, and I enjoyed it. But on the iron pouring crew, obviously, we would pour this iron. It was 3,000 degrees. It'd go in very hot in a liquid stage. But uh, then it would set up and get hard as a rock. And that's the idea that the Apostle Paul seems to be saying here. Don't let the world harden you towards the things of God. Don't let the world pour you into its mold. Remain flexible. Remain teachable. Continue to grow. I like to say, it's an old saying, but it's true. You know, leaders are learners. And we keep learning and growing in our faith. Transformed. That's the word, we get our word metamorphosis. Think of a uh, caterpillar that becomes a beautiful butterfly. It takes time, but all that finished product is beautiful. And that's the idea of renewing our mind. One of the best ways to do that is to uh, do what the Scripture says of bringing all of our thoughts uh, under the captivity of Christ. Scripture also tells us to let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Oh, my friend. When we allow the Word of God to take root in our hearts and seek to have a close relationship with Christ, God gives us a a spirit of joy. Doesn't mean we'll never have hardships. Doesn't mean we'll never have disappointments. Doesn't mean we'll never have difficulties. But like the Scripture says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Singing with grace and making a melody of a spirit of joy and keeping our mind focused on on Jesus Christ. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, your word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against God. It goes on to say in verse 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so my friend, yielding our mind to Christ opens our heart to his will. It keeps us teachable. It keeps us flexible. It keeps us from hardening our hearts. Oh, My friend, when we harden our heart towards the things of God and feel like we've been uh, dealt a bad hand, given a raw deal, however you want to frame it, be careful. That can lead to bitterness. That can harden uh, the heart. You know, leads to, as the late Zig Ziglar used to say, the hardening of the attitudes, you know. Be careful about that. It, It doesn't bless you. It doesn't bless anybody else. And keep your mind open to what God has for you, even during the difficulties. It's easy to thank the Lord for the blessings. But you know, sometimes he allows burdens to also shape our faith, shape our character, and allow our light to shine for Jesus Christ. So transformation by Christ inspires passion for our higher purpose. And then dedication to Christ increases passion for our higher purpose. You know, he says, you know, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Uh, to God, it's a 
our reasonable service, and then prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. My friend, prove, that's the idea of demonstrating. And keep in mind, God sees the entire picture. We don't see the entire picture of life. It unfolds one step at a time, one day at a time. But God sees the overall big picture. And so he has our best interest in mind. It's good because God is intrinsically good. It's good for you. It's good to you. The will of God, it's acceptable. You'll welcome it. It's perfect. In other words, God has a game plan for your life that is just perfectly fitted for how God created you. And so keep a passion for our higher purpose. Travel that high road of life and you'll avoid the low-level distractions in life. So yielding our will to Christ leads to the blessing of walking in his will. My friend, I can tell you in my journey with the Lord, I have seen that unfold many, many times. I remember when we first went to Bible college, Cindy and I had gotten married and and then about nine months later, we went off to World Life Bible Institute. And just that first day of class, you know, we had moved 800 miles away from home, living upstate New York. It was a new experience for us. You know, we were a little nervous. But that first day of class, when the prof began to teach the Word of God, I just had this tremendous peace that overcame me. And then a few years later, when uh, Bethel University, used to be Bethel College, transferred all of my Bible and then I was able to complete my four-year degree. I had several classes at Bethel before I went to Word of Life. They transferred the, the Bible from Word of Life into their program. That enabled me to graduate from college. I was on the 10-year plan, chipped away, didn't take out loans, uh, just sort of classes as I could. When I got done, it took me 10 years to get my bachelor's degree. And But in, when it was all said and done, didn't owe anybody a dime. But I had just had a great peace when they... I transferred it. That enabled me to get into my master's program, which eventually allowed me to get into my doctoral program. And the rest is history. But each time along the way, God just gave me a total peace, whether it was Word of Life, Bethel, Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, Grace Seminary, Winona Lake, Indiana, wherever it was, God gave me a total peace that as I served Christ, pastoring, helping people come to know Christ, been in ministry for over 38 years, God gave me a total peace that his will was good for my life and he had a perfect plan to help me serve him for my higher purpose. And my friend, God will do the same for you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace in your heart and power for living. Amen. 